Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson from SaveWithConrad.com. Heads up, homeowners, all of a sudden your house is worth more than ever these last few years. But what are we going to do with that newfound equity? No, I'm not suggesting you sell your house or go buy something else. But didn't we all make this decision when we bought a house where we said, hey, someday we'd like to, and one day it would be nice if, maybe it's the dream kitchen, maybe it's an in-ground pool, maybe it's a man cave. But you've got this newfound equity, and I think we should use some of that equity to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket. But even better than that, we're routinely helping folks do this, and they wind up with a cheaper monthly payment. So if you got the dream house you always wanted, with no money out of pocket and your payments went down? How easy is that? Find out how easy it is to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. We can't wait to hear about your projects. Tell us what your dream is. We're going to help you make it happen at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Words are about to be spoken here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, presented to you by the Ad Free Shows and Podcast Heat Networks. I'm John Alba. That's the broken one, the woken one, the spoken one himself, coming to us live via parking lot or yes, side of the highway. That's <laughs> North Carolina in my Corvette. <laughs> you truly, my friend, live in the forest. There's no way around it. You really do. How are you, my friend? Happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah. 
Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. I wish everyone an amazing Thanksgiving. I hope each and every one of you people, especially the people that support us each and every week, I think Stream Life of Matt Hardy, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Need water. Matt and I tried to record from the Hardy compound this morning and yesterday, and we just were met with no success go. whatsoever. Even now. He's still barely pushing through a signal, but it's just enough to get us through this episode of The Extreme Life, hopefully. Um, we have a fantastic week ahead, Matt Hardy, because as we release this on Friday, mm. that means tonight we will be heading to WrestleCade for our live show. WrestleCade.com, your place to get your tickets, a three-day family-friendly convention, and on Friday night, 9 o'clock, right after GCW, Matt Hardy and I are bringing Becoming Broken to the stage. And we are going to tell all about how the Broken Matt Hardy character came to be. This is a separate ticket from the price of admission for WrestleCade. So you will need to purchase a separate ticket for this event. It will also be streamed on the Title Match Network. You can join us there. There's a bundle package for just $14.99 where you get the live event panels. You get all of the wrestling shows as well for WrestleCade if you can't make it there in person. It's going to be a great time, Matt. What are you most looking forward to with this live show that we will be presenting? I just want to tell you, John, nothing is better than when you and I get together and we have a live episode of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. I am looking forward to the audience. I'm looking forward to a lot of interaction with all the people in the crowd. And, and I want to tell each and every one of you, this whole story and the whole journey chronicling becoming broken, you know, the transition from Matt Hardy, one half of the Hardy boys to Big Money Matt, the bad guy who sold out, you know, because his wife advised him to, into Broken Matt Hardy, a character that snaps and then becomes something more, is truly an amazing story, an amazing journey. And Friday night, tonight, in Winston-Salem, November 24th, you need to get a ticket and you need to get there because I'm going to share all my secrets with you. I'm going to tell this story in the most depth that I have ever told it. I'm going to talk about little intricate details and whatnot. We're going to have special guests there that were involved in it. Queen Rebecca, uh, EC3 is going to be there. We're going to have other special guests as well, some surprise guests, but it is going to be an amazing night. And if you are ever intrigued or interested, even if you loved or you hated it, Broken Matt Hardy, this is going to be a, an extremely educational and uh, an interesting uh, podcast we're going to do tonight. Yeah. I had a lot of people tell me last year that our Omega reunion panel was one of the highlights of WrestleCade. So we're going to try to top that this year yes. with our Becoming Broken live show. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy live shows are awesome. I'm wearing my Kowloon shirt right now from our Boston live show, which was one of uh, my favorite things that we got a chance to do this year. And fans always come up and say, that the live events we do is worth every bit of the price of admission because of the engagement that you like to provide during it, Matt Hardy. So going to be a great time. More than 130 wrestling stars going to be at WrestleCade and me. So all things considered, it's going to be a fun weekend post-Thanksgiving. Cannot wait. WrestleCade.com. Get your tickets right now. Matt Hardy, we are in the aftermath of AEW Full Gear, which was a, a hell of a show. Yes. Certainly newsworthy and headline worthy. What stood out most to you about this show? Yeah, top to bottom, I thought it was a great event. I thought everyone busted their ass. There was a lot of variety on the show, which I'm a, a big fan of. T to me, there's a lot of matches that I absolutely loved that I thought kicked ass. So many people busted their asses and worked so hard on the show. But to me, the match that really stood out and uh, 
and, and, and really had me on the edge of my seat, you know, ha had me involved in it was the swerve and, and hangman match. I, I thought it was amazing. I know there were a lot of, it was a polarizing match to some people. Uh, some people didn't dig it, but I love how they have escalated their rivalry, their feud, and uh, they took it to another level and they did some stuff that like is very memorable that you will not be forgetting anytime soon. And I was down, I was, uh, I was down with it. Yeah. They took one from the broken Matt Hardy playbook. They drank some blood. What do you think of that? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I was doing that back in 2016, you know, before it was cool, I guess, or before it was not cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a really intriguing spot. Once again, uh, if those two guys were cool with it, then I'm cool with it at the end of the day. It, it was wild. And, and I do get it. Why some people, it, it is too much probably for some people that watch wrestling. It's not for everyone, but there is, there are people that are going to watch this or that, that are going to see this clip. We're going to read the TMZ article about Swerve and Hangman and Hangman spitting blood like a legit vampire or whatever. And, and it's going to intrigue them. They're going to seek out AEW and, and, and check this out, or they're going to learn about AEW. So in, in, in that capacity, I think it was something, even though it was polarizing, it was something that is good to get eyeballs on the product and, and get people talking about the product. Well, and then, like, on top of that, Matt, you know, there's going to be people who make the argument that, well, you got this TV rights negotiation period here and you're skewing advertisers away by doing deathmatch stuff like this. And, and I hear that argument. But at the same time, this is the type of content that makes AEW different, right? And yeah, for me, at least, this is my opinion, it wasn't just watching gore for the sake of gore these two told a hell of a story they went to war and it's impossible to argue that swerve does not come out of this elevated at an entirely different level he absolutely does and th the fact that you're talking about how it was grotesque or whatever they did some stuff that was really violent i think if you swap out some of those spots that people didn't like necessarily i think you still put in other uh, less violent spots and it would have still been an amazing match just because of the story they told there's a true hatred between these two uh you know swerve in invaded hangman's house which is something we haven't seen happen in forever and it was very personal and it felt very personal it felt very real you could like you know you you could taste the hatred between these two men so their story i dug i didn't mind the excessive violence uh and once again it was on pay-per-view it's not like something we're doing on tv this was literally on pay-per-view so it was like you had to seek out and buy this Mm -hmm. separately to make sure to see it and uh, it's really uh uh really appropriate of the story and the rivalry they have right now as being just the, the the ultimate enemies and it gives a lot too for swerve and hangman in the future if they ever want to revisit that maybe if swerve is world champion hangman has a call to be able to face him again to try to win his title back uh, they have just fantastic chemistry together and really bring out the best of each other and swerve who i know tony khan has viewed as a future world champion for a very long time, really feels like he's starting to knock on the, the door of that, doesn't it, Matt? It does. I mean, you you can feel that he is moving up the ladder quickly. And uh, I'm a big fan of Swerve, a big advocate of Swerve. I dig his stuff. And, and him and Hangman, their chemistry is off the charts. I mean, once again, now he's got two victories straight over a former world champion in Hangman Adam Page, which is a big deal. And also it gives yeah. Hangman an issue to always come back. Like he has to he has to get that win. He has to be avenged. He has to finally beat Swerve. So that's the story in itself right there. Yeah, certainly so. Really great stuff. Any other matches stand out on this card to you? Uh, I, I was a big fan of the Bucks match uh, against uh, the Golden Jets, against Kenny Omega and uh, and Chris Jericho. I, I think the Bucks are at their best when they're playing the uh, – 
the shitty smarmy hills and and you can see they're going in that direction so i i really dug that what do you um, mean matt they're not they're not cry babies who whine about everything in real life is, is isn't that what i've been told by all the fans on the internet i mean maybe they are it's all in what you believe you know it's all in what you believe it's all in who you believe maybe they are maybe they aren't um let me guess i would bet one of your favorite matches was your boy rc our boy oc not rc oc uh, the orange just, taker, baby. The orange taker. That's what I was gonna say. He he really was in a in a, his best form, right, against John Moxley, and and they dude, they told a whole story in that match too. Dude, this match was like the genesis of the mm -hmm. Orange Cassidy character. Think of this: he comes in 2019. He's a comedy guy, right? He's going up right. against John Moxley, the ultimate bully in AEW. He's an asshole. He's an ass kicker, and all he's been doing is just pushing Orange Cassidy down because he knows Orange Cassidy in his heart is a comedy guy and, and he, he won't go to that next limit in order to take down the bully. Well, guess what? Orange Cassidy is pushed to his limit and he does dig down. He goes to that place where he does find a way to kick the bully's ass and he becomes serious. And I just thought that it showed that AEW is capable of providing great, character development storytelling beats in their matches and in their stories that they tell the spot where he was going to do the orange kicks and instead he lays them in like brian danielson i was ready to jump out of my chair i love that guy man yeah, i think orange cassidy is truly one of the most special performers in wrestling right now and all kudos to john moxley who just always knows how to play his role perfectly no matter what that role is Exactly. He really, really does. Um, uh, another thing I was just going to bring up real quick. Uh, I know there's a lot of mixed reaction to the MJF Jay White match, but I, I didn't mind it from a storytelling perspective. Uh, Max did it big as far as being injured, having the match earlier, having his knee taken out, having a fix or stuff. But like at the end of the day, it was like pro wrestling 101 storytelling. And I know there were a lot of people that were upset that Jay lost that match and it was going to hurt him. But I think at the end of the day, he may have been at the pay-per-view. Uh, you know, th there were a lot of crazy circumstances that led to MJF ultimately winning. And it, it doesn't bother me, just for the record. I'm saying that it doesn't bother me. I feel like when Jay White came out and wrestled last night on Dynamite, it didn't affect him at all either. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the uh, yeah, match itself. Ahead. Please. Like, the action, the action of the match itself was excellent. I thought they had great chemistry together. Max is just next level in everything that he does. He is amazing. And Jay White is a fantastic performer in his own right, too. Incredible. There was just such an unnecessary, in my opinion, an unnecessarily muddling of the storytelling that led us to this point. I get the idea, Matt, was to give Max his Hulk Hogan match, right? To give him the match where he is injured coming in and he's just a baby face fighting from behind the entire time and overcomes the odds. It's his John Cena match, right? He hasn't had that yet as a baby yeah, face prior to this. No worries about that. I'm good with that. The avenues taken to get there seemed very excessive to me and totally over the top in a way that aw generally strays away from doing like the whole notion of max gets hurt so somehow adam cole who is significantly more hurt than mjf 
gets cleared enough to the point that they're going to move forward with a match and they're just ready to do this. If not for Max coming in at the last second and driving the ambulance back. Can I pause you for one second? Yes. I do agree with the Adam Cole thing. That that was a little over the top as far as the angle was that he was going to accept the match. And considering the parameters that AEW has kind of set up for like clearing competitors and whatnot, that that was a little much. I'm not going to disagree with yes. you on that. The Max thing that, coming and back, and you could tell it was part of the show. That didn't bother me so much. The Adam Cole thing was a was a little much. Now, now I have no problem with them doing an injury angle on on the pre-show to build a little show long intrigue and tell that story. That's that's not an issue for me. But why couldn't it have just been a situation where Jay White is standing in the ring? There, we don't know if we're going to have our main event. Referee starts counting to ten because you know it's going to be a forfeit otherwise. And then that's when Max comes back. I think I know that's maybe a little more quote unquote predictable and more linear, but sometimes linear and simple isn't bad. Like yeah. it, it no, just I, seems. I I, I I don't disagree with that. I would have been. Yeah. I would have been. I would have been good with that. Yeah, and I understand wanting to have Adam Cole as part of that important story beat because he's so ingrained sure. with MJF, and I get that. And, and he's it was point now when he can be back on TV. Right. And it was interesting that the devil didn't show up when Adam Cole was right there ringside with him. But I don't know, man, just seemed like it was a lot. And there was you know, the guns get thrown out and then they just come back like it to me. It was just the Gaga. It was very and I hate to say this. But it was very peak Vince Gaga. And that's what bothered me about the match more than anything else. I'm okay with some of Pete Vince stuff. I'm not okay with oh, everything. You you live for Pete Vince Gaga. I know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the guy. You, I'm the guy who did Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you were the guy who Vince told go throw up on command on MVP, and you said, "All right, pal, I'll do it." So yeah. I, I I know you're down with it. I know you're down to clown, but really good show, all things considered. The Continental Classic tournament got kicked off. That should be pretty interesting as well. Do you have any picks? Who you think's win that thing? Um, geez, let me think. Um, I'd have Swerve win. Yeah, I could. I could see Swerve. I I could also see Jay White winning. I think uh, mm-hmm. Jay Jay White could use that win too. Swerve could use that win. That's a that's a great scenario. Uh, Orange Cassidy. It wouldn't bother me if Orange Cassidy won. Uh, well, I know you wouldn't hate to see your boy Daniel Wait. Garcia going all the way. Yeah, I know that. Wait, is is Orange in it? He, he might not be. I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe he is. But he, but Daniel Garcia. Right. I know. I know Danny. I mean, what what a great moment yes. that would be for him, right? If he were to come out and prove that he is in fact a pro wrestler and win that whole thing, mm-hmm. right? For sure. For sure. I I would love to see Danny win. I, I don't think he's at that point right now where he will win it. But I think Swerve and and Jay White would probably be my two favorite picks. And I also just want to say one more AW note here. Dollars to donuts. When all said and done, your pal CLP is going to be making out mm. with Nick Wayne's mom on television. I I very much believe that that is coming. Just so oh, you I, know, I, I, I don't I don't doubt that. One second, I did I did <laughs> see his full segment last night and it was phenomenal. Which I thought it was amazing. I thought it was mm-hmm. an amazing segment. Christian is just doing the best work of his career right now, and. Someone's got to teach uh, Nick Wayne a lesson about corpsing on national television because he was starting to to break a little bit because Christian is just so damn good at what he does. But uh, 
there's it, it, it do you find it hard ever when you're in a segment and something is just popping you inside and you're trying to keep your composure I, i'd have to imagine that happened all the time during the broken map stuff uh, I was, I was pretty good at it if I got my mindset right. But I mean, there, there's, there's times where you have been tickled. Something really just catches you at the right moment. And, and it, and it's hard to, it's hard to not, uh, come out of character or out of the bit. Uh, but usually I'm pretty good about that. Yeah. I mean, when, when Sammy Zayn was doing the feel and Usy stuff and you had everyone on the bloodline corpse, yeah. including Roman Reigns. Yeah. That was amazing. It, yeah. It's hard to avoid sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, good stuff there. Survivor Series this weekend, as, as we talked about last week, Randy Orton coming back. So really good stuff. Excited for that. Uh, Matt, last week we talked about the in- – oh, go ahead. Do you have a note? No, I was just going to say one note. I want people to check out the recovery of Broken Matt Hardy. I just released the second version of it, uh, the second chapter, actually. So it's going to be a pretty interesting story, which really covers me and my rehabilitation. I'm trying some new things. Uh trying to diet very hard again. And it's been nice because I've had some off time and it's kind of been paying off some, and it's going to be entertaining, but it also really covers where I want to go with my current persona in AW and in wrestling going forward. Yeah. So check that out. I'd, I'd released the first one and it, it did really good. A lot of people got eyeballs on it. and uh, the second one just came out. So make sure to tune in and catch that or two of the recovery of broken Matt Hardy. It's going to be a very intriguing story dieting around the time of thanksgiving not the most ideal pal but uh hopefully you guys are still able to enjoy the holiday just a little bit there be a bit of a be be a little bit of a challenge that you will have there i mean look you know around my parts man it's it's one of those situations where i gotta be prepped and i gotta be ready to go and i was smoking that turkey yesterday and it was on freaking believable it was so freaking good and i know that mama hardy is out there working her ass off in the kitchen trying to get you guys all fed super well this week afford anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls how to refine your mental models and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. She truly is. I mean, she does it big. Bigger than she has to, but she takes a lot of pride in it, so... I, uh, I have great appreciation for that. I can't wait to see her at WrestleCade and Gothic Baby as well. Hopefully I get to see more of the House Hardy if they make the trip too. I would love to yes. get a chance to hang out uh, with them. Uh, last week we talked about the invasion. I, I thought from a wrestling discussion standpoint, Matt, this was one of our stronger episodes. Uh, what did you think looking back at the invasion? I, I know you got quite a bit of traction talking about that injury that you suffered going into the cage. Right. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a very fun episode. I I love doing those where we sit back and we just have a very genuine conversation about how we we really felt things played out, you know, and was it a success or was it not a success? And I I think we uh, did a pretty good evaluation of it. That injury was gnarly. I had a few people bring it up to me too. They're like, I never realized he got hurt on that. I said, me neither, man. But after hearing about it, it was, it was, it was brutal. It does not sound good. Well, Devon will be at WrestleCade, so maybe you can get a little comeuppance on him, even though it was Bubba who did it. 
Uh, maybe you can yeah. just tell him to send a message to Bubba uh, at send the end of the day. Receipt. All right, man. We we have a we have a fun episode planned here today to celebrate Thanksgiving. We are going to talk about the top five things we are each thankful for in the world of wrestling as we turn the page and get ready to gear towards episode 100 next week, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode. But before we can, Matt, please hit us with that Matt fact. Matt fact, Matt's Thanksgiving spread includes turkey, beef, mafungo, green beans, stuffing, and cranberry sauce. What a rib. That was a total yeah, I, I, on me right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and it's just like I wanted to include that one in some way, and I tried to like minimize as much as I could. No, no, Sorry, it's brother. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Because you're gonna have the world's <laughs> tiniest. The it, it, if you didn't make the joke, I was gonna make it. You're gonna have the world's tiniest mad fact this week. But, uh, <laughs> but that, okay, so I have takes on Thanksgiving food. What is your take on Thanksgiving food? Is that in in the elite tier, like a lot of people claim it is? Where does it sit for you? Uh, to me, as far as being in the elite tier of food, I don't know if that necessarily qualifies for me. I think it's just more of a special moment. I think it's more of a family moment more than anything else. And you like have this feast. Like, I think there's a lot of good items in it. You know, like, uh, my, uh, you know, my wife, she ends up doing mama's beef, which is her special way of cooking beef and put it with mafungo. So that's something she puts that both myself and a couple of the boys like, um, but between that and turkey and stuffing and green bean, it's just everything. I mean, it's just an, an outrageous spread. And it's like a, it's more than all of us can eat. And we never eat it all. But it's just kind of like the whole tradition and the whole ritual of like sure. having family bonding time and having this outrageous, outrageous meal. Sure. My Thanksgiving take is that while I enjoy Thanksgiving food, I think it is an extremely overrated category of food. I feel it is a very dense flavor profile. It's like a very dark flavor profile. And for me, that's just not where I typically go towards. I like things that are a little brighter, that have a little more sweetness, that that lend themselves to, I don't know, just a little more diversity. And I feel like all Thanksgiving food, even when it's done well, it just kind of all tastes very similar. Does that make sense? I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking, speaking the yes. tongues here. No, it, it does make sense. And I, I feel like we're very similar in our beliefs about Thanksgiving. Like I, I think it's more of like the, just the act or the ritual, you know, or the process. Yeah. It's the experience of Thanksgiving dinner with the family and whatnot. That's what it's more about. Like if I want a, a, an, an amazing meal, with amazing tasty food i'm going to a specific place to get very specific things that have very specific flavors and, and yeah. spices and whatnot on it and I, you're a big spice guy you know because you cook a lot huge and like the turkey that i smoked the other day like that was not your traditional thanksgiving turkey i like i did a bunch of different rubs on it. i did a hot honey rub on it i did this barbecue rub on it and then i made a glaze i made a glaze with honey dijon mustard which i know you know, it's not not your flavor profile per se, but uh, and some butter kind of tasted like a honey mustard, if you will, which I know Matt Hardy can dig honey mustard. And oh, I'm great. With it honey was mustard. it was it was unbelievable. So that's my flavor profile more than anything else. OK, Matt, top five things you are most thankful for in the pro wrestling realm right now. 
Hit me with your first one, my friend. What do you got? I'm going to go number five. I'm going to do them in order. Okay. Number five is the formation the formation of AW All Elite Wrestling. Once again, tip in the cap and uh, thank you to the original four that started this movement, which would be the Bucks, Kenny, and Cody. You know, Cody took that bet with Meltzer. They couldn't sell 10,000 seats. They ended up doing the first ever All-In, which was a huge deal and really set the groundwork. Uh, Tony Khan jumped on board right from there. And then, uh, you know, once again, kudos to Tony Khan for funding AW, being a big wrestling fan and, you know, flipping the bill to really uh, achieve his dream of being a wrestling promoter and doing it. But at the end of the day, regardless of what you think about AW, it is so much it is so much of a positive for the industry. It is so much of a positive for the fans. It is so much of a positive for the wrestlers and the performers. Because without AEW, a lot of things don't change. It makes things at WWE change. It's helped grow the rest of the business. So everything else is, is, is better at the end of the day. And there's a ton of not only wrestlers that are working and they have full-time jobs now because AEW, there's also production people. There's people in every single category that it takes to run a full-time wrestling company. I mean, it has done a lot of positive things. It's also helped raise the rate, uh, raise the wages that people can make between AEW and WWE. So I am very much thankful for the fact that AEW came along because it made the pro wrestling industry better as a whole. And if you're someone who hates AEW just because it's different or you feel like it's a, a threat to the to WWE or you feel like it's a, a mimicker of WWE or it's something that is inferior to WWE, at the end of the day, you're just unintelligent. I mean, you don't have to like it, but it is good for the business. <laughs> it is good for the business, it is good for the fans, and it is good for the performers. And people that work in the wrestling business. There is so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and of course, professional NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. I have been keeping tabs all week long on the upcoming slate, not just in the NFL, but also in college football. Matt Hardy has been as well. He's got Texas minus 14, Oregon minus 13 and a half. Clemson minus seven and a half. We are going for it. We are leading in our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Mount Challenge. And you want to keep that support. So you hit up DraftKings. You insert promo code Hardy. We got some gifts for you. Here's how you do it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code Hardy. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code Hardy. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com forward slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Yeah, I mean, listen, you don't have to like a product to recognize the value that it brings to the space. Yes. You know? I mean, and you said that very, very eloquently as you said that. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you think like AW, I hate it. I wish it would go out of business. I mean, that that's an unintelligent, unintelligent response. Yeah. Like I could be a Yankee fan and really hate the Boston Red Sox. But I recognize that the Yankees and Boston Red Sox having a rivalry is good for baseball, right? So, sure. I, I mean, it's not quite apples to apples as AW and WWE, but it, it's an invaluable part of the space. There's no questions asked about that. And, and I think people that root for the active failure of a company are just so misguided in every way possible because it is so much more beyond just oh, which product is better. It is very much, well, like Matt said, thousands of people can be out of work as a result of something like that potentially. And that's, that's just not, that's just not cool. Let me ask you this. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? People, people just have to remember that like wrestling in general is very subjective. You know, so it just depends on specifically like what you like, just because one thing isn't for you doesn't mean it's like terrible or awful. There are other people out there that are going to, that are going to like it, that are going to be attracted to it. And I'm going to also say this in reverse. If you're an AEW fan that thinks WWE is terrible, that's like an unintelligent response as well, too. I mean, like support all places because that means you're supporting pro wrestling as a whole. And it is good. It makes the state of the industry healthy, which yeah. is, is something I'm very appreciative for too. Well, do and, and I'm curious about this because you've you've talked a lot on this podcast about how when WCW went out, you guys all immediately recognized this was a really bad thing for the industry. Do yes. do the young people in AW that you work with recognize how special it is that a company like AW exists in the context of allowing for more places to work or, or do you feel there are some that take it for granted? I, I think a lot of people do realize that, but it's also very easy to take it for granted when you've never experienced the other side of the scenario. You know, if you've ever been into yeah. like in the WWE, when there was no WCW, there was no ECW, there was no competition. And the end of the day, like, you know, hey, we're going to give you this. We're going to give you this feces and you eat it and be happy about it. You know what I mean? I mean, that's th that that can happen a lot more yeah. if there's only one company. If it feels like a monopoly, if they feel like that, you know, monopoly and you don't have any other option than to like say, yes, yes, I will do it. So it is a very positive thing. You know, some people haven't lived through that. Some people haven't experienced. So that would be the, uh, you know, that, that would be my assessment when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, my number five, Matt Hardy, would be, I am grateful and thankful for the amount of high caliber celebrities in pro wrestling right now. Because the celebrities in pro wrestling are changing the game and perception of pro wrestling in 2023. 
people like Logan Paul and Bad Bunny, I mean, Logan specifically is much more controversial, but people like the two of them have added, to use your word, so much equity to pro wrestling in the public space that it is going to only have a positive effect for years to come. And it's going to influence an entire sector of people who were not wrestling fans to cross yeah. over and give it a shot. I think the reason for that, Matt, is because people like Logan Paul and Bad Bunny think pro wrestling is cool. And because of that, that yeah. exudes to the audience and it gives the impression that wrestling is cool. What do you think of that? Agreed. Uh, and and as you said, and you explained in there, but like to kind of put to summarize what you just said, it puts more eyeballs on the product because those guys are hugely popular celebrities. They have their their own following, which isn't necessarily like a pro wrestling following, but they're like, oh, my guy's wrestling. He's doing this. I want to check it out. And then there's going to be some new eyeballs that that, 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 that that turn on the product and they watch those guys perform and then they watch something else. They're like, wow, this pro wrestling stuff is kind of neat. You know, so that's a positive thing. I mean, that's that's the whole goal, I feel, of using celebrities in pro wrestling because you want to take their fan base to get new eyeballs on your product and you're continuing to try and build a fan base. I had a friend who watched the Crown Jewel show because Logan Paul was on it. They didn't really know much about wrestling, but they were curious because they heard Logan Paul was wrestling for a championship against Rey Mysterio. And they, they had heard of Rey Mysterio. They knew of Rey Mysterio. And they watched it and they ended up falling in love with LA Knight. And now they keep asking me all about L.A. Night. And I think that's so cool because now that person might become a converted wrestling fan. Yeah. Just by virtue of that. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is why they're there. That is that is the ultimate mission. That's the ultimate end game. You want someone that is a fan of, the, of said celebrity you bring in to watch more of the show and then become attracted to one of the WWE stars and then start following the WWE product. That is the goal. That's why people use celebrities. Who's the coolest celebrity you've encountered in wrestling? Oh, man. Um, I, I'm almost going to say a Vander Holyfield just yeah. because he literally yeah. could have killed me because he was upset and he didn't. It's he true. was great. Yeah. It's true. He could have killed you and he chose not to. That was very kind of him to do. You should be thankful for that on this Thanksgiving that he, he did not opt to do that. Man, I think the two of them are just changing the game, specifically those two guys and – Opening doors. Who's one celebrity you would love to mix it up in the ring with? Give me one. And they can be all time. It doesn't even need to be current. It'd be all time. One celebrity Matt Hardy would have loved to have mixed it up with. Eddie Vedder. I figured that would be your answer. <laughs> Except you wouldn't want to face him. You'd want to tag with Eddie Vedder. Yeah, yeah I'd face him too, whatever. Okay. Face yeah. with Eddie Vedder. Maybe slip on a banana peel and put him over. Okay. What's new? Matt Hardy and Eddie Vedder versus... Adam Copeland and Chris Cornell. Oh, there, there you go. That's a, that's a match made in heaven for. That's for a match I would have loved to have seen one day. Rest yeah. in peace, Chris exactly. Cornell. Miss him dearly. One of the best voices ever. Um, okay, what's your next one, Matt Hardy? My next one is the healthy state of pro wrestling. I am very thankful for that, and I feel like because AEW. Uh, came around and because WWE had to step up their game, which in turn makes AEW step up their game. I feel like it has pulled other places up around them. Ring of Honor was bought by Tony Khan. They're back in the mix now. I feel like Impact is doing really good stuff. Uh, you know, they're a little bit lower on people's radars, but Impact is doing some great stuff and their product is starting to thrive. They're drawing good houses and whatnot. And it really is like a boom period for pro wrestling. It is doing very well at, at this given moment. Yeah. I, I, that is, 
tied in somewhat to one of mine and, and I'll include it here as my number four. I was going to say the places to work uh, because yes. it, it is healthier than ever in that sense. Yes. One of the things that makes it so healthy though, Matt too, is the accessibility that we have to wrestling as consumers now where it was not just, Hey, tune in on TV at this specific time. And this is when you're going to get a chance to watch it. Like when we did our is WWE hotter than ever podcast episode we talked about how yeah sure more people might have been watching raw back in the day but it is more accessible than ever now to people across the globe and 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 when when you talk about like ratings and how many people watching you just can't make those fair comparisons to this day and age it's just everything is so different it has changed so much and you just can't make those the comparisons aren't accurate and they aren't fair no. But at the end of the day, today, wrestling is extremely healthy. The healthiest has been in a long, long time. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll even extend off of that. Let's talk about how now indie wrestlers can get their work seen like that yes. because of streaming services or YouTube. And you can discover someone you had no idea about on a moment's notice because you just happen to be watching this indie stream or you happen to stumble across a YouTube clip. I'll use the perfect example. That guy, Leon Slater, who's been tearing it up right now internationally, I came across him because I saw him do that 450 Swanton and I sent it to you and you're like, wow, that's awesome. And now that's a guy I've been watching a lot of and that accessibility just didn't exist prior. No, none at all. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, there, there are so many opportunities in front of up and coming wrestling stars to get your stuff out there and to network and, and to, for people to get their eyeballs on your abilities. Uh, and, and God bless that technology has taken that a long way and it's helped out everyone across the board. And like, there's a legit chance to make money on the indies now too. It's not yeah. just, we're going to go to the bingo hall and wrestle for $20. Sure. That's going to happen in some places, but if, if you're a, independent wrestler if you're an independent wrestler who is out there working every weekend and trying to get on as many shows as you can you got a chance to make a pretty decent living off of doing that you do uh i mean you, you there's places like mlw uh there's places like uh you know gcw there, there's a lot of places that house are doing of glory in, house of glory i mean I, even here there's aml which you know there's people that get a lot of work from that they run shows regularly so you know Part of the guys that put together WrestleCade. I mean, there there are a lot of places where guys can work and they can make decent money. And there's a lot of places now where people can get exposure. I certainly agree with you on that. It's it's an amazing time to be a wrestling fan in that sense. Even if traditional viewership is not what it was, there's more money to be made than ever. There's more distribution than there's ever been. And there's more healthy places for talent to get exposure mm-hmm. on. And hopefully that only parlays into more places to work down the line. And Maybe the Matt Hardy Wrestling Federation comes out one day and and who knows what that will entail. It'll be some weird cinematic mixture of hardcore matches and ladders and opera. I, I don't know who's to say what that's going to entail, but it'll there be a great place to work. I, I have no doubt about that. Uh, okay, give me your number three. That was the perfect segue into my number three. And my number three is the variation of acceptable styles now, which is something I'm very grateful for. Um, and, and we talked about before, just like how AW was doing 
the pay-per-view, there were some people that really didn't like the Texas death match, but now it has become a little more acceptable. You see this happening a lot more like on the indies. You see this happening in game changer wrestling, you know, every once in a while, uh, you know, Nick Gage was like a big deal in doing it. But I mean, there's like a, a following that people appreciate this. And then there's people that appreciate these, these fibers, these bangers, you know, that want to see them. And I feel like you see more now than you have in a very, very long time. There's people that love the sports entertainment aspect of stuff, and they're very cool with it. There's people that love the technical wrestling stuff. There's people that like a strong style, which almost looks more based in MMA or jiu-jitsu or whatever. I mean, you can get away with almost anything in pro wrestling. Everything is kind of allowed. Everything is kind of accepted, and it helps make it a variety show. Even cinematic stuff, uh, cinematic stuff in particular scenarios. You know, most people want to see stuff live in the venue, but I feel like the fact that all these different variations of styles and different kinds of matches, uh, I think it's good for the business. It is. And like, you're seeing the perfect example of that right now. I'm not sure how much this has been on your radar, but Gunther right now is feuding with the Miz and the whole Genesis of the feud is that Gunther who right he's like this respect the mat wrestler like you you honor the art he doesn't give a shit about Miz because Miz represents the era of wrestling that he fucking hated yeah he hated that's what he didn't watch or whatever I saw that too yeah like he hated like 2009 to 2015 WWE because he felt that wasn't representative of the style of wrestling that he loved and Miz is just the entertainment guy. He, he's not the guy that respects the mat in the way that Gunther does. So what has Miz been doing in his matches lately? He's been trying to whip more wrestling-centric stuff out in his matches to prove that he can go out there with Gunther and wrestle him. And to the, the idea, Matt, that you have an entire feud built off of that alone, I, I think that showcases the differences we have now. I mean, there, there's, uh, there's a ton of variation, and you're looking at WWE. They're doing that very meta storyline, right? Which kind of crosses over into internet lore a little bit too. Like, you know, Gunter being the very serious wrestler, he goes out. He has, you know, he's very strong style. He's he's a, a five star match guy. That's his goal to go out there and have an amazing match and like beat the shit out of people. And it's real physical, whatever else. Where they think Miz is like the guy's like, oh, that's the guy that wants to be safe. He wants to cover up. He just wants to be an entertainer, not really a wrestler. Uh, you know that that that's cool that they're doing that, and it's a story that works and it's clicking with people, obviously. Yeah. I wouldn't take a Gunther chop. I took a chop this past weekend in a Royal Rumble, and boy, that one stung, I'll tell you that. And uh, Travis Jacobs laid one on me right there. I sent you that picture of it. It was, oh, a, yeah. it was, a, it was a falling. Was, he, he didn't get my teat. He got below the teat, and that was the problem. Got my rib cage, and it was, it was stinging. I don't know how you guys do it, man. I stand by it. A chop, like a knife-end chop by someone who's really good at it, that hurts just as much as anything in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll you know it's there. <laughs> Who gave you you'll the stiffest chop you've ever gotten? Was that Benoit? Benoit's is definitely up there. Um, yeah. Bob Holly. Bob Holly was a, a pretty mm-hmm. snug guy, snug with three Gs. Uh, I would say Benoit and Bob Holly are the two first that come to mind. Yeah, interesting. I wouldn't have thought Bob Holly, but it makes a lot of sense now that you bring him up. Uh, certainly so. Okay. One time, I, one, one time with Bob Holly, when I was doing Mattitude, there was a deal where I swung at him out of the turnbuckle, and the spot that we were going to end up doing is that I was going to go up top 
uh, and he was going to come up to try and back suplex me off the top. I was going to elbow him down and then hit a moonsault on him. Uh, he, I swung at him. He ducked. He set me up on the top rope, and he did a full arm, and he hit me so hard in my spine, like my whole upper body went numb. And like he was like, elbow, elbow. And I was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Until I, like my sense, you know, it came back a few seconds later or whatever. I mean, literally, it, it was it was unbelievable. Like he hit swung hard as shit and he hit me in just the right spot. And just like my whole body, like went my, t- my upper half. Oh my goodness. Then did he get pissed at you for not being able to do the spot afterwards? Cause I feel like he might've. Nah, I think he understood. Okay, he, knew, he knew that he was laying a man. I fought through it. So that's good. Okay. Uh, my number three, I am so grateful. Listen, I recognize that Vince McMahon was a trailblazer. I, I do. I understand that. You I, knew and I, would not be, you, I understand that you and I would not be having this conversation right now if Vince McMahon didn't do what he did for wrestling. Totally understand. With that said, I am beyond thankful that we are in the Paul Levesque era of WWE creative because my engagement in that product, after having been borderline gone for a period of time, is very much renewed. And not just for me personally, but seeing people who have been busting their asses for years, getting opportunities to authentically be themselves on TV and not have to put on this facade of something that they are not. That is good for everybody in the industry. What do you think? I I uh, I, I do not disagree. I mean, I, I feel like, once again, AW kind of forced this change. And WWE's creative when when the new thing they were kind of like blazing a new trail, putting these stars that had had built up these cult followings on TV and they're doing different things. They're doing new things and they're getting to genuinely be themselves on screen. I think that had an effect on WWE too, and people wanted to, it, it. It created and it caused change. And Hunter was the guy to do that because he's much more in that mindset than Vince is. You know, Vince is an amazing things for pro wrestling. He's the greatest wrestling promoter of all time. But there, there comes a time where everyone kind of has to move on because you know they, they, they age out. You know, they, 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 they can't do things anymore. It happens for the wrestlers in the ring. It happens for some of the minds in the back. You know, just you, you have to move on, and things change. You know, life is, pro wrestling is, uh, any single person's journey is, a, is a constant. Uh, evolution and the evolution yeah. of the WWE was for Vince McMahon to end up going away and for Paul Levesque to take over. Yeah. And I think seeing guys like Bronson Reed and Johnny Gargano and Gunther and Jey Uso get these opportunities. To LA Knight. LA Knight. LA Knight's the perfect example uh, to see Rhea Ripley become what she's become these are the natural character progressions and opportunities that you look for in wrestling where people get a chance to seize the opportunity and be themselves. And that, that makes for a compelling product. Yes. And I I just think Vince, I think you said it perfectly. He aged out. He, He lost touch of what people look for in pro wrestling today. And for that reason, Paul Levesque being back in there, it has been the creative juice that they've needed. Even Drew McIntyre, someone you have a lot of admiration for, him going heel in the way that he just did felt very real and authentic, and there was reason behind why he did it. 
he attacked Jay Uso because Jay Uso screwed him a year and a half ago. Like that's not storytelling we're used to in WWE. So right. I'm about that, man. I think mm-hmm. that's that's real. What do you think about Drew as a heel? By the way, I meant to ask you about that. Uh, I, I like Drew as a heel. I, I think he's at his best as a heel, especially now because he's just so seasoned. He's so good. He's so fine tuned in everything he does. And I feel like his his wrestling style is probably more suited to be a a strong heel as opposed to a babyface. Yeah. And just knowing him how he is too. We'll take a quick pause here to talk about our friends over at Game Time. It is the holiday season. There are so many events going on, whether they are stage show, they are theater events, they are games, they are wrestling shows, whatever they may be, you want to be there. And I know it can be extremely frustrating trying to find the perfect ticket. There are so many lines you have to wait in these days. You worry if you refresh, you're going to lose your spot. Not with our pals over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to the event that you want to go to. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the events in your area with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. One of my absolute favorite things about Game Time is the view from all seats in the venue. They are accurate. They are there to show you exactly what you're going to be buying. You toggle on the all-in pricing feature and you know that you will not be hit with any sudden fees or taxes at the last second. This is the most transparent ticket buying experience that you are going to have and you're going to be able to buy those tickets in seconds with just two Taps. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and a whole lot more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of an 18% savings, and the game time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time, my friends. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Hardy for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Hardy H A R D Y for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. He rules. Huge, huge Drew McIntyre fan. I am. Uh, I, I really wish we could have gotten him on this podcast because uh, he's so insightful and has so much to say. Maybe one day we'll be able to make something like that happen. Okay, Matt, what's your next one? Uh, my second thing that I'm extremely, but my number two thing that I'm extremely grateful in pro wrestling are my loyal fans. Um, I've just had an incredible fan base that has supported me for decades. You know, there's there's some fans I know that have been my diehard ride or die fans for 20 years and just I, I I greatly appreciate them. And there's a lot of fans, especially in the age we live at where you get on social media is very polarizing how people feel about, you know, how people feel about performers or, you know, whether they like them or not, you know, whatever people can say, whatever they want to say. But at the end of the day, when myself and Jeff come out and that Hardy boys music hits, it's still one of the biggest reactions every single night. And there are so many fans that helped make myself and Jeff, they helped allow us to get to the levels that we got to, and they are still hanging with us and they still mm-hmm. wish the best for us. And, and, and they, they, they pull for us and they cheer for us. And like, they're emotionally connected with us and they have ties with us, deep lying ties for a lot of people. I hear it all the time. As I know I've said here before, I do these cons, I do signings to people. Oh my God, you were my childhood. Like you guys told me that you could be different and, and you didn't necessarily have to fit in. You can just be yourself. And there's so many people said, like, I felt like if I knew you, 
you know, we would have been friends, you know, because you seem like so, such a regular guy down, down, down to earth. But you were different because you were this wrestling superstar on the screen and you were doing all these insane matches all the time. You know, so many people tell us like, oh, my God, I got in trouble with my parents because I did swantons and leg drops and I broke the bed and I broke the couch and this, that and the other thing, you know, and, and I just say all the time, I say, I don't know whether to say like congratulations or I'm sorry. That's amazing. But I, I love to hear those stories. And there's just still so many people around the world that have stuck with us. And, and one thing Jeff and I said right from the jump, and this is something we still both believe from the bottom of our hearts, like without our diehard fans and without people that have supported the Hardy boys, there, there would be no us, you know, we're here yeah. because of you. So, so thank you guys. Well, I just love it too. Cause the fan support is so strong that we now exist in a time where we can have a medium like this, a podcast that reaches yes. out directly to fans. Think how many great wrestling podcasts there are out there right now where fans can get access to stuff. They wished they could have had access to for years and, yes. and now they do. And, but the reason they exist is because of the fan interest. And, yeah. and that, that's what it boils down to. There wouldn't be an extreme life of Matt Hardy if there weren't Hardy Boys fans out there and Attitude Era fans <laughs> and all that who, who didn't give a shit about these stories and the insight. So I, I'm with you, man. And it affords us awesome opportunities like WrestleCade this week where you get to come yeah. out and do a live show. Then you get to sign with fans. It's the best. It yeah. is the best. And for as many bad wrestling fans as there are, and there certainly are bad wrestling fans. There are, there are wrestling fans who watch wrestling because they hate wrestling and it blows my mind when i see that for as many as those there are there are tenfold more great fans 100 percent, i couldn't agree more some some of them are just louder than others at the end of the day <laughs> um all right my number two maxwell jacob friedman ah very good I, yeah i think i mean this very sincerely I think we are witnessing one of the greatest careers in wrestling history unfold in front of our eyes. And at the end of his days in wrestling, he might not be the most decorated pro wrestler of all time. He might not be the rock. He might not be stone cold, but he is providing authenticity and character work in an era where there's very little of that across right. the industry in a way that we seldom see no one commits themselves to the art in the way that mjf does some of it is his love for pro wrestling because he is a legit huge pro wrestling fan but the part you can't teach is it's just his instinct and who he is he's yeah. a special talent who whether he is heel or as we're seeing now a baby face finds ways to sucker you in and connect with him that I, I can't think of many other performers that I've encountered in my time as a wrestling fan, Matt, that are like that. Like it makes me feel like I'm watching and experiencing what it must've been like for you to experience someone like Roddy Piper. I, 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 I envy that you had a chance to experience that. And I feel like this is the closest thing I have to something like that. Right. And when, when you say that, that it, it seems like instinctual to MJF, I mean, I agree with you. It seems like he was born with the art of pro wrestling in his DNA. I mean, he really is gifted when it comes to being a professional wrestler. I love the stuff he does. I'm a big advocate of MJF. Well, and like, too, we know he comes from a performance background. He did acapella groups. He did some acting. Right. He 
played football, so there's an athletic side. It kind of goes to show that if you make yourself as well-rounded as possible growing up in life, it leads open to so many possibilities for your future. Mm -hmm. Think think what that's done for his background. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like your genuine opinion because you have come up in an era of wrestling for the past 25 years where you've been around some of the greatest performers of all time. You've been around The Rock. You've been around Austin. You've been around Angle. You've been around Hogan. Where does Max sit in that pantheon, and where do you think he can end up by the end of his career? Genuine opinion here. Yeah, I, I mean, if he can stay healthy, if he can continue to be on the same path that he is currently, I mean, he can he can definitely find his way in to that elite group of names, you know, especially if he has great longevity. You know, right now he he's just starting. You know, he's he's just kicking things off. He's starting to scale up Mount Rushmore. He's down on the very bottom, trying to climb up to the top. Uh, but but he has the potential to be one of the most great performers of all time. Yeah, think he checks off all the boxes, and we're seeing it now with his babyface run too. He does. He's capable of being so well rounded. That's my number two. What is the thing that you're most grateful for in pro wrestling, Matt? The thing that I'm most grateful for in pro wrestling is my health and my ability to still be able to compete, to still be able to wrestle. You know, that was my passion. That was my dream. And I know there's uh, not a lot of time in front of me, but the fact that I can still do it and the fact that I'm still able to do it is something I am extremely grateful for here today on Thanksgiving. I love it. I love it. And I'm so grateful that you still get to do it, at, even at the level that you have an opportunity to. I think next week for episode 100, we're going to talk about the future of the Hardys in some capacity and truly where does this journey end and, and where is it going and look back at all the things that you've accomplished in this 30 plus year career of yours uh, that I'm, I'm grateful to have now been a very, very, very small part of that journey and, and seeing your progression in what you've accomplished. It's amazing, man. You, you've made so many people happy over the years and you've pissed off so many people over the years and that's the really, beauty really of it. yeah 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 that's the beauty yeah. of it right that's that's yeah, what I, makes all this so special i've been a hill and babyface uh on screen and also in real life you know that's no whores allowed baby we know that you're an extreme life matt hardy uh love it man absolutely love it my number one yes for so long now we have been asking ourselves when will the next big baby face emerge? When will the next rock come into play? When will the next John Cena burst from the scene? The man that is so obviously the face of the franchise that kids, women, men, grandparents, everyone looks up to and says, that is the guy. Oh, Matt Hardy. We finally, 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 have that man. And his name is Cody Rhodes, and he should have won at WrestleMania. But I am most grateful for Cody Rhodes because it is so refreshing, Matt, to have a clear-cut top babyface in pro wrestling. Cody Rhodes is the guy. And you can make an argument that a great babyface is only as good as the great heel that's opposing them. But mm -hmm. the way I see it, if you have a great baby face carrying your company, 
you're in pretty good standing. And I don't think we've seen someone like Cody in some time since John Cena, I would argue. What right. do you have to say? I'm a big, big fan of Cody. Uh, I like Cody as a person. I liked him since he started with WWE, since I first got to know him. Obviously spent a ton of time with him during the pandemic and we became close during that time. I, I, I love what he's doing and I respect I respect his courage to step outside of what's comfortable and do something different. As I said before, with my fifth reason to be grateful, the formation of AEW, I mean, he was a huge integral part of that. He like left WWE. He didn't like how he was being utilized, didn't like what he was doing. He went out and busted his ass on the indie scene, became the hottest guy on the indies and had people talking about him, which ultimately led to All In when it was all said and done, which led to the formation of AW, All Elite Wrestling, right? So he did all this, and then there was a point at AEW where he felt like, oh, maybe things aren't exactly where I want them to be. I'll step away. He could have had it all there, right? He could have resigned, could have had a great deal, whatever, but he... Deep down inside of himself, I feel like challenged himself to like be greater, to 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 obtain more. And I think one of his goals, obviously, is he's talking about you know the whole concept to finish the story. You know, his dad didn't win the title, and he wants to. I mean, I think that's something that's very real to him, very important to him. And yes, I certainly would not have hated uh, if he would have won last WrestleMania, you know, because it, it would it would it would have worked. It would have worked, and it would have been very good. But at the end of the day, I still think he wants to finish that story. And I think it, it took balls for him to like step away where he was yeah. a EVP co-creator of AAW and go to WWE and bet on himself. Yeah, uh, Cody, I, I Cody left WWE. He bet on himself. He bet on himself. Started AAW. Did great things. He left AAW. Bet on himself. Went back to WWE and he's finding success there. So my hats off to Cody. For me, wrestling is just the best when you have someone to cheer for, and indisputably. Cody is the guy that I feel like pretty much everyone can cheer for. Right. He has such wide appeal. And when I see he goes to these bum towns that are super small for WWE standards, and he's doing these house shows, and afterwards there's kids who are outside with their We Came for Cody signs, and he's like, yeah, let's take a picture. Let's take videos. I think he's very appreciative of where he is right now. And the opportunity that he has. And I agree. I, I just think wrestling is at its best when you have a clear cut top baby face and a clear cut top heel. And that's what WWE has. AW right now has a clear cut top baby face and Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I'm excited to see Samoa Joe step into that top heel role because he's just so fantastic. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, man. And above all else, I'm, I'm grateful for. Uh, you, I'm grateful for all of our Extreme Life of Matt Hardy fans who who get a chance to listen to this podcast every week and uh, to bigger and better things ahead as we approach episode 100, man. It's wild. Crazy. Wild indeed. We're entering three digits. And by the way, did you call those little towns, the, the podunk towns, did you call them bum towns? Bum towns. I didn't want to say, uh, I'll say it, the bumblefucks. I'll say it. I'll say it. Uh, Bump downs. Because I'll, I'll, I'll admit. Because look, I lived, I lived in Bumblefuck. I, I've been there. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. First time I ever saw Matt Hardy wrestle was in Bumblefuck, Bangor, Maine. So yeah. I, I, I love, you know, I love Maine. I love traveling. I, lo I love being in Maine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, 
I've I I there's there's a charm to that area. If you ever end up back in Bangor, Maine, for some reason, Stephen King's house is there, and you can see it. It's very gothic, right yeah. up the Hardy Alley is all I will say to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to the house, Hardy. I'm so excited. I'm gonna get as as we tape this. I'm gonna get to see you tomorrow. As people listen to this, you're gonna get to see us today. Yes, doing the extreme life of Matt Hardy live. God willing, the travel works out okay, of course. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Anything else you want to add, man? Uh, I just want to remind everyone, if you are coming to WrestleCade, it's not too late to purchase a ticket. Grab your ticket. Come see myself and John and our, uh, you know, our special guest. The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy is going to be a blast, and I promise you, it will be worth your while to attend. You can get your tickets right up, 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 to, the, to, up to the time the podcast starts. Certainly agree with that. We want you part of our team here, guys. Advertise with Hardy.com is the place to go. Get your business, get your product out in front of thousands of people every single week just by signing up. Advertise with Hardy.com. My friend, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving with the family. Thank you for making the time to tape this for all of our Extreme Life faithful. I know it's been a little chaotic. You've got a great day ahead with the kids. It's going to be awesome. I hope you have a great day. And, uh, Very good. Happy Thanksgiving to you, man. Thankful for you. And Let's have some fun this weekend. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, John. I'm very thankful for you as well, all your hard work, uh, all the passion you pour into this project of ours. And yeah, it, it's very important to me to create these new original takes. You know, if we have an obstacle or two that we have to get over, we'll figure out a way to make it work because I really appreciate you guys that, that tune in and continue to tune in each and every week because this project slowly grows as we uh, continue to grow and grow and grow and grow as we're just hitting episode 100 next week, which is mind-blowing. But Thank you guys for supporting us. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. The words have been spoken. We'll see you next week right here on The Extreme Life. I'm Matt Hardy. Delete!